What's goody? Welcome to episode six of the Zone 2 podcast. I'm your host, Mark Sancho, and I'm joined by my two wonderful co-hosts, Luke Hubner and Parker Swanstrom. And, and a very special guest, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Brendan Cowley. Woo! Thanks, thanks guys. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Here to introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Brandon Cowley, like you just said. I'm a full-time bike racer, part-time cycling coach. Uh, I know that. I didn't know you're a part-time cycling coach. Yeah, that's what I do to pay the bills. Um, and you know, obviously help out kids like you, Mark. Um, I but, need so much help. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I. That's I don't know what more you guys want to know. That's uh, that's about it. It's kind of all I do, other than like eat, sleep, and race bikes. Wait, so if like you're a full time cyclist, like do you have a job or anything, or is it just coaching? Just coaching and racing bikes. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Well, like, Wait, who are you racing for this season? Yeah, exactly. Tell us. Uh, so I'm racing. For- for a D1 team out of Iowa named Above and Beyond Cancer. As that's the title sponsor. Uh, I think we're Above and Beyond Cancer presented by, uh, can't remember, Bike Exchange, I think. Um, <laughs> I need to check our jersey. Although I think we just got our, we haven't got our updated jerseys yet because of COVID. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Not from a local Vancouver team or BC team. So I, I haven't ridden for a, what you would call, I guess, a, a local base team for the last couple of years. That exciting, very exciting. Mm. So for so. racing, obviously, there's no like racing that you've done with ABC yet in person. But I'm wondering, Correct. what have you been doing with the team? Like, how much of a team? are you really i'm just wondering what you're doing yeah so i guess i'll give you some background on the team um we've the team's just kind of breaking into road cycling cycling or road racing a little bit more they've been primarily kind of a gravel squad and and doing the crit circuit and so this year they uh, decided to target some uh, some of the bigger stage races around the, the u.s so kind of joe martin gila redlands stuff like that and so they signed, uh, they signed kind of a more of a road squad uh, to the existing gravel squad. So we've got quite a big team. We've got about fourteen guys. I'm on the the road squad. Um, I'm a climber by trade, so that's what they signed me for. And uh, and yeah, we've done pretty much pretty much the biggest e racing series. Um, in North America and that's kind of how I got connected to the to the team which is a, a bit of a funny story you know normally you're cold calling directors and sending resumes around or it's through word of mouth or however that works out and uh, I didn't really have a plan to to change teams I was fairly happy with the team I was currently currently on um, at the end of uh, 2020 and got a text from uh, from a local coach and a friend of mine and just like, Hey, you want to do some e-racing? And I said, absolutely not. Uh, sign me up. 
and who's it for? And so he put me in contact with Randy, our uh, team director and uh, sort of overall team director and did the Echelon Racing Pro Series over the winter. And that was about 10, 10 weekends of racing. Um, we raced everything from kind of the virtual Tour of Gila to uh, virtual Tour of American Dairyland. So everything from 75, 80K road races with you know, 2,000 meters of climbing on, on a virtual platform to 30-minute crits. So we bonded as a team, especially the some of the road guys and over that. And so I, I feel like I know some of the guys already and It'll be uh, it'll be good to get into team camp and meet them in person. But we've we've built up a fair uh, a fair bit of relationship already just through the e racing. So kind of a different story of getting connected to a team and for the real life stuff. And uh, and yeah, that was it. Hopefully that was about as in depth as you guys wanted. Very cool. Sorry, I was muted for a second. Yeah, sorry, I was. I was muted. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. put you guys to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. I just Hello? woke up. I don't. I'm. I just woke up. I'm spreading love. To sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I just woke up. <clears throat> Who is this? Um. So I was wondering. Okay, so like with your like team, is winning races? Do you get like money for the team? Is that like yes. how it works? Yep. So then with virtual races, is there money with that? Or is it kind of just like training right now? Uh, I used it primarily as training. There was a little bit of money. I, not even enough to make it consequential, to be quite honest with you. And, and we did a fair bit of winning. So um, I don't actually know how much money the team made. Way to flex. Way yeah, to way well, flex. No, man, I, we did. <laughs> There's kind of no way around it. Uh, we had some e-racing monsters on the squad. And uh I, I don't know how much money we made, maybe a couple hundred bucks here and there, but um, she a couple hundred Sheesh. bucks, bro. Was, yeah, but you gotta, you gotta remember, like we're gonna be going to to crits with thousand dollar preems, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when you actually look at you know an e race that you you win what 60, 70 bucks, it's it's just training essentially. I don't want to flex, but. But I once won a local race, and they uh, <clears throat> they gave me twenty bucks. So oh, dude, same living, man. Wow, yeah. living. I bought wow. a new Rolex after that. Hey, so, dripping. So Brendan, for yeah. um these virtual race um payouts, were they um what what cryptocurrency are they paying out? <laughs> oh, dude, I have no idea. I haven't seen a, a dime, nor do I want to see a dime. <laughs> Fair <laughs> I enough. Really, I I could not care less. You know, for me, it was all about the opportunity and, uh, yeah, just to show, show what I can do to a little wider audience and, uh, and get connected with this team, which, you know, for me, job done. And I was really just helping out. Um, I, yeah, I'm not a very good e-racer. I have no, no qualms about saying that. So I was, uh, happy they let me stick around. Yeah. I, I've never been able to get the hang of it. So yeah, just to- I always time it wrong. Yeah, it's definitely a skill. But just to confirm, so they don't pay you in Doji coin? Doji I mean, coin. This I man have... just said Doji coin. It's Dogecoin. Calm K O M. Is it isn't it Dogecoin? It's Dogecoin. Oh it's yeah, not... Dogecoin. <laughs> is that like a Northern Island dialect that we're not getting? 
A city fox <laughs> a Dogecoin. B man, this guy always says some whack ass stuff, bro. <laughs> nah, man, do- Dodge. What is it? What'd you say? <laughs> Doge, Doge coin. Doge. Doge coin. Hey, it could be the new thing, man. You gotta start this. I do. I'd invest. I'd invest. No, I'm gonna like start Comcoin. You know, Comcoin. Comcoin. <laughs> start Comcoin. Comcoin. Start be paying the new... people for comms. Sorry, exactly. king of the mountains. <laughs> no, 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 it's comms. Um, I, I actually this... have a. Okay, we need to work on talking over each other. Anyway, um, I was wondering actually because I want to be on a <clears throat> racing team next year. And do you think like doing the virtual races is actually like makes it easier to get on like better teams than before? Or harder? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's uh, it's all about the exposure and what you do with it. So, you know, for me, the, the focus was really on connecting with the team, connecting with the guys on the team, a little bit of social media stuff and, you know, the racing, to be quite honest, nobody cares about online racing. Like nobody in the real racing world really cares. Um, it's so different from, from outside racing and real bike racing that, you know, it's, it's a fantastic training tool. It's a great standalone part of the sport but uh mainly it's it's about exposure what you do with that exposure and the connections you make through that and kind of really leveraging those um and the networking that can come of it and less about uh sort of winning e-racing you know maybe that opens some doors with some people but you know for me it was it was i didn't have that experience in any way you know it, it certainly wasn't the focus for uh for me in that regard. So yes and no to answer your question. I, I think it does make it more accessible for people to get to know your name. Um, but as far as getting on a real racing team, I don't think the results for me racing are as important as people might think. So not to go too in depth on your question, but. So like the team you're on now kind of, you just met them through virtual racing, but then they put you on the team because of your real world results not because of any virtual yeah real real world results and um the ability to mesh in with the team basically that's that's kind of what what teams are actually you know teams that are set up well are actually looking for they're not looking for the guys that can do um the silly numbers you know like the, the crazy numbers like you got to be able to do that but you more importantly you need to be a, a good guy first and foremost and, and be able to connect with others and develop relationships with uh, team directors and, and other riders in that way. And that kind of that you can show through e-racing, especially in the network that you're in with the team, you know, we had for every race that we had, we had a, a discord chat set up. So everyone's on the phone constantly throughout the race. Oh really? You, you, yeah. So you develop, you know, just like a team radio in uh, in real life. And so you, um, Oh, that's you talk really before, cool. talk about, talk after, and kind of uh, all of the communication surrounding it is um, equally as important as the racing. Oh, that's really cool that you do the in the race. I was always thinking of doing that, but like being a solo wolf, I don't really have anyone to team up with. But that's really cool. Yeah, Brandon, really you well. mentioned you mentioned briefly social media, yep. so. Something I am obviously I, a pro at. 
with all my Instagram followers. <laughs> yep. Uh, I know you are very popular on YouTube. Um, oh, dude, so popular. I, I know you know that I'm your biggest fan. So I want to get into your social media presence overall, but more specifically YouTube. Good question. Uh, the YouTube came about because I enjoy making videos and I wanted somewhere to put some videos and then it kind of morphed into, uh, I might as well talk about uh, things that I'm thinking about and things that I'm learning through my own training and through racing. And um, so that is kind of the, the idea behind some of the videos. I certainly have no I, I really couldn't care, man. Like I, you know, growing, it would be cool, but I'm not going to switch up my content to grow it. Uh, if people find it valuable, fantastic. As far as like social media presence overall, you know, it is an important aspect of, of what we do now, just being able to connect with people through that plat through pretty much whatever platform um, you choose to, to sort of push and excel at. But the, the, the in-person, the in-person relationships are, are kind of where it's at. Um, so I choose to have a, a little bit more of an organic and um, yeah, a little bit more of an well, organic. It's uh, really great. Social media. It's really great. And if uh, Luke and Parker, I don't know if you are subscribed to the number one YouTube channel in the world. Brendan Dude, Cowley, 31 uh, subscribers. Count them up. 31 million? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm actually subscribed. I actually, I am pretty sure I am. That's a fan. If I was to recommend a video, I don't know what the title is. Um, but if you know, you know. Uh, you have no idea how not helpful that is. Well, well <laughs> there's, there's a couple people who are listening right now. We definitely know. Actually, I think it's only one person. Uh, Manu, if you're listening, uh, you know, you know what we're talking. I, I honest, I made it, and I have zero clue which video you're talking about. I'm talking about the smoke perp one. The one. Oh, <laughs> um, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. That's yep. a banger. So yep. just find the video with the thumbnail where it's my face and a picture of smoke perp next to me. Yep. And if you don't know who's published that is, whole Google it. That whole conversation. Yeah. Obviously. I've only Googled smoke purple once and uh, yeah, that was not smoke purple. <laughs> <laughs> basically is. Basically, man. Smoke That's purple. the running joke. Smoke purple. He's gonna be furious <laughs> for getting his name wrong, by the way. If we're gonna get an injunction letter or something. Probably we're gonna get our yeah, sorry. In my collection no. agents. <laughs> like you guys are. I'm good. I'm just a guest. <laughs> that's right yeah i think that transitions well uh, sort of well if you if you were there that day um that, that video doesn't translate doesn't transition well at all i just realized hey hey, hey, oh, hey. i i don't i want to talk about the youtube channel more okay okay sorry yeah my bad because i've like never right. i only found out like today that you made a youtube channel like like what is oh, it yeah, even I, about i certainly don't publicize it around um or, or you should around. Though. it's great you should yeah i i choose to kind of let it if people find it and and think it's valuable um that's great i'm i'm not really about kind of pushing myself in that way although maybe i should do that a little bit more um and most of the videos it's like very sporadic and they're very organic so it's, it's uh 
Yeah, I don't know. I, it's mainly about kind of giving an insight into into what I'm doing and what is going through my head and, and my process of um, of preparing for for bike racing. And I think you know I'll be traveling a fair bit this summer, and so there will be more kind of blog style stuff. But uh, in the, over the past winter, it's been more sort of introspection, kind of sitting down and actually talking to the camera, um, and I well talking at the camera, I guess, and kind of, um, yeah, just talking about my, my processes and stuff that I've learned, uh, a lot of psychology stuff, um, stuff that I've learned on the bike. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I found, um, I actually can really relate to what you said about not wanting to self-promote because like, I want my stuff to be like, even like my posts and stuff, like I want like them to be seen but also like I really really hate when people self-promote their stuff super hard not naming names of course but just like I find Mark. it a bit annoying a bit annoying and um slightly repulsive so I just like it's really hard to find that sweet spot where you like can let people know there's stuff going on but also just not appear to be an egotistical maniac so yeah yeah, yeah it is about that sweet spot and you know um there is that balance too. And it's certainly not, I, I probably are too far on the side of not sharing stuff around. Uh, Cause I do have, Same. You know, there's some value to that, uh, to, to what we do. And it, it is just finding that sweet spot and what you're comfortable with. And, and I think you do grow into that though. I think you, you, you grow into confidence of sharing your stuff around and that it is actually good quality stuff. So I agree with you, though. Nothing it's, wrong it's with being an egotistical maniac, though. Let me just say that. Sometimes. That's kind of fair. You sometimes. Know, especially on social media, right? Yeah. I wish sometimes I just wish I didn't care, you know? <laughs> Same. <laughs> Make it so yeah. much easier. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Well, uh, you, may, you may see the development of Brendan not caring in the next, uh, in the next couple months. We'll see. Cool. I'm the opposite. I'm always promoting myself. I don't know if you <clears throat> noticed how many followers I have. It's kind of a big deal. Wow. Yeah. When I was I um, done that research before coming on your podcast. Yeah, dude. I, you I, don't I, know your hosts. Come on. I um. Yeah. When I when I started high school, I had a YouTube channel called uh, Wolf Claw X Five. And I, hard, I hardcore promoted that. <laughs> it was a Minecraft channel. It was pretty good. Good name got, too. I that know is a solid it, name. It's really I'm gonna dig up some of this some of these videos. Yeah, it started off with like Nerf gun reviews and then kind of morphed into like Minecraft. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. That's sick. Yeah. That would that sounds like reviews. a like a what was the name of it? Huh? What was the name? X5. Dude, that sounds like <laughs> it doesn't a French, exist anymore. That, that sounds like a French like EDM band or something. <laughs> yes. you know Facts, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i don't know how to sound french well you just say the name a wolf claw i don't know yeah yeah dude exactly <laughs> yeah oh. anyway so... for the french edm stay for the nerf guns and minecraft dude i'm in i'm so in man of many trades trade traits oh god i don't even know i love it yeah i also have classes on how to uh speak english like the proper pronunciation of calm and uh doji coin. oh oh man <laughs> oh man <laughs> don't forget smoke purple 
Oh, Smoke Purple's the best, man. Go look up his music. His freestyles, too. Dude, the Smoke Purple <laughs> freestyles, so good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> that man's on a lot of stuff. Just so your talent, YouTube... that's what high on talent high on talent <laughs> so um, uh, if you so don't mind you... oh luke you want to talk about something sorry so sorry. your youtube chat <laughs> yes good be sorry i'll back off <laughs> so your youtube don't channel... mind me i'm just gonna stop oh. talking sorry sorry luke go ahead sorry um we're all very excited to have brendan on as you can tell um, so your YouTube channel is basically just about like kind of your cycling life and everything you're doing in cycling. Pretty much. Yeah. And, and kind of how cycling, uh, is a, a very, and like sport in general, I guess, but cycling, especially just cause it is such a hard, hard sport when you're really, uh, when you're really pushing to, to get good at it. Uh, it's a very good teacher for, uh, you know, bringing out life lessons and all that. So if you're introspective enough and kind of self-aware enough, you, to to be picking up on those i, I figure it's worth sharing sharing those mm -hmm. just because you know sport is the best teacher that's that's just fact so yeah totally um what's the name i don't think you've actually said the name brendan cowley that's, that's it. it oh check me up on youtube pretty creative yeah creative super, dude super creative not as creative as wolf claw whatever whatever that was <laughs> you don't remember, remember i'm yeah sorry I'm very upset. Yeah. I don't know if we can have you on again. I think if I took more LSD, I'd remember more cool band names and that YouTube channel name might go in there, but I don't. So sorry. Understandable. That part of my, that part of my brain doesn't, isn't, uh, isn't opened up. Well, I know Mark is dying to get onto the next topic, so I'll let him go. I really am. I really am dying to get on the next topic because uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a personal topic. Um, so Brendan, obviously you coach Devo, uh, yep. who I ride for currently. So is it Devo or is it Cannondale? It, it's, What's... I guess officially it's Devo Cannondale. There we go. There we uh, go. Got to be better with the team names than I am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Devo Cannondale. There we go. Cannondale. Out. I'm sorry. Yep. Devo Cannondale. So obviously you coach us. I so I'm, I'm wondering from your perspective, because from my perspective, I, I know what it looks like, obviously. Um, the audience doesn't. And I'm curious what coaching Devo feels like from your perspective. I got gotcha. you. Uh, oh, I'd have to think about that. Um, so maybe maybe it'd be easier if I give you a little backstory. Um, and I just noticed there's a remaining meeting time timer that just popped up. We're on a budget here. We're on a budget. On a, yeah, we're balling okay, on a budget. Balling on a budget. No, we're good. Okay. I just we'll wanted make to make sure everybody was aware of that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I should give some backstory on that. On I guess both my involvement with Devo, Devo Cannondale. Sorry. Um, and and coaching in general and that might give you a little bit more insight into kind of why i why i went that pathway and kind of uh, continue to to want to do that so i started bike racing uh when i was 10 so that's 13 years ago you guys can do the math um about why, old I'm man. why i'm going yeah i'm an old man at this point um and 
by the age of, uh, I guess, 11, 11 and a half, I joined Devo and I was part of Devo for five years. So they, you know, they really shaped how my kind of right, well, I wouldn't say rise, my journey through U17 uh, or whatever that is, cadet, junior, um, I raced for Devo until my last year junior. And then I transitioned to, to a different uh, program or yeah, my own program, I guess. Um, which just, just because I wanted a little bit more freedom to kind of choose which races I went to and, um, yeah, not, not to sound like I was reflecting poorly on Devo there. Um, and so kind of came back, uh, you know, just raced. And then I started coaching a little bit at the Burnaby Velodrome in 2016 and the kind of natural step from there after I'd kind of, you know, spent a year learning learning the ropes, um, and kind of getting some basic understanding of what coaching is all about. Um, which obviously I still, you know, I'm not, not a very, uh, I was about to say, I'm not a very knowledgeable coach, but, uh, that's the wrong, wrong verbiage. Um, I haven't been coaching that long, you know, just four or five years, I guess. And, uh, I certainly don't have like, you know, a degree in sports science or anything like that. So I'm just drawing on my experience and, uh, racing bikes for 13 years. And it's kind of a natural progression to, to move into Devo, um, do some coaching there. I do some coaching for adults with, uh, gear up cycling here in Vancouver. And then I do some personal coaching as well, but that's a very sort of small part of what I do and, how it feels it's um honestly mark is just to pay the bills just get no um kidding uh it's yeah it's pretty cool to see the next sort of generation yeah the next generation come through because i'm what two generations before you guys all right i've seen i've seen two generations of, of cyclists come through sort of athletes develop um and so it's pretty cool to be involved and have been involved in the last two uh, or the last one, um, sort of the Ethan O'Grodnichuk, who actually you should have on. Uh, he's a great, uh, he's, he would be good. Um, yeah. So seeing that generation come through and kind of trying to, to impart some, some of the things that I learned and mistakes I made and, um, if it giving back in that way is, is pretty cool. And, uh, I think, you know, if you're not, not giving back to the sport, or giving back to, you know, cycling's basically raised me, right. I'm, uh, I've been in it for, you know, since I was 10. So being able to give back and share some experience is, is very, very valuable. And then, uh, yeah, helping helps pay the bills, which is a, a bonus of, of it. So, and I get to ride bikes. So yeah, kind of got my head in the bike, in the cycling world at all times at the moment. I hope that answers your question. That was kind of long-winded, but, uh, oh, yeah. It's it's good. I just want to say from my perspective, Brendan is just overall amazing and fun to ride with. Uh, really feel, all I'm going for. It's fun to I ride feel, with. <laughs> Check. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if I, I speak for I don't want to say everyone, but definitely more than just me. Um we don't pick favorites, but Brendan's our favorite. Whenever oh. ride with Brendan, I mean, it's. I'm gonna tell. It's Tim. great. Like, okay, don't, <laughs> don't don't tell the other coaches. Uh, <laughs> but um, 
No, like literally, like we can be doing like the worst thing and Brennan will make it more fun. Like if we're doing the worst <laughs> thing really depends on the person. Yeah. But whatever is your least favorite, what even if you're suffering, like doesn't doesn't really matter. I feel like if Brennan's there, it definitely definitely makes it better. Dude, it's we're just having fun, right? We're just racing bikes. Like you gotta you gotta keep it the perspective of that. Like, you know. We're not, we're not solving any of the world's problems here. We're just enjoying, enjoying a sport. And I'm just lucky enough to be, uh, to have some experience in it and kind of be able to, to help guide the uh, younger generation a little bit here. And if I can, if I can give a little bit of positive influence and spread some positivity, then, then I'm doing my job in that regard. And, you know, it really is a privilege to be able to work with you guys. So it, it honestly is. So, um, if you guys you. are, yeah, if, yeah, it is. If you guys are picking up on that and enjoying time, then it's, uh, you know, I think that just shows how much I'm enjoying it. To be quite honest, right? It's there's never. Uh, I think, I, man, there were some times in the, there were some times in the fall or like late summer we'd be doing hill reps, and it just in the pouring rain, and everybody's chipper, everybody's smiling, everybody's into it, and if you're not into it, I'm yelling at you. So it's like. <laughs> Um, and so, and it's just fun, right? It's like, you know, we push each other. We, uh, and that's kind of my job to motivate. And if you guys are having fun while you're out on the bike, then I'm doing my job. So I'll stop talking there, but, uh, yeah. We've definitely solved one world problem, Brendan and I, and that is the lack of sports nutrition jam. Um, Oh, Oh, are we going to get into this? I feel like, I don't know. We got two and a half minutes left on the on the Zoom timer, but I feel like we should give a brief, brief overview of the jam and jam. Yeah, I feel well, like two and a half minutes is all it's going to take. It's not much. Well, to I it. think we should probably like we'll just stop and make another one quickly. Sorry for that little brief interruption. Uh, we are back. Uh, we are on a budget here. So Brendan and I were just about to get into the uh the company that is going to take over the world that is jam and jam dude protein jam no one's doing it yet although now they might this has been trademarked by the way people like jam and jam's trademarked copy like copyright get your filthy hands off it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so basically (laughs) the idea the idea is so you finish a race or a long ride, right? Okay. And, and you can have a bar. You can have like some kind of real meal. But that's, that's, everyone's already done that before. What hasn't been done? Jam. Protein jam. You ready so, for this, Mark? I'm going to sell this. Here okay. we go. So you know how, okay. Proper sports nutrition coming in here. Clocking in for work. Post ride, two to one carbs to protein. That's typically what you aim for. So, rather than having a couple of pieces of toast and a protein shake, right? Skip the protein shake. Jam and jam on the toast. Two to one carbs to protein. Getting your recovery meal sorted. Boom. Boom. Jam and jam. I went so far the other day as to wait. Google. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Are people just having toast as the recovery meal? Dude, after every ride. Just toast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Go on. Yep. Bit of peanut butter. 
dude carbs <laughs> carbs and protein man get them in yeah okay go on or you can have a bowl of white rice if you're a peasant <laughs> oh peasant rice i've also i've also eaten bowls of like white rice after rides so you know i i just eat like pasta or like something that's fine too but jam bro jam the name i'm sold already the name jam and jam right so you spend all day jamming and you come home and you have some jam jam and jam dude i went so far as to google jam recipes the other day and i got like three quarters of the way through this woman's <laughs> life story on a recipe site <laughs> just like, gave up <laughs> i like so far <laughs> you haven't even looked up at him <laughs> hold on though hold on. i want to take it back i want to take it back to luke's pasta references like justify myself a little bit you know you get back from a ride and this is like this is pre-shower right you you want that you want and this is this is not about jam and jam at all, but you you know you want carbs and protein in uh, pretty much as soon as you possibly can. So the toast happens before the shower, typically, right? Shower and then a full meal. And toast is quick. If you want to stand around in your chamois and wait for pasta to boil, be my guest. But I am not that Italian. You could even well, take toast in the shower with happen. you. Yeah, it's been happen. done. Not gonna lie, it's been done. Same. Yeah, you can make yeah, it. My man. If you're having a bath, you can make toast in the bath with you. It's very. Convenient. Yeah, but you don't want to drop the toast right there. <laughs> <laughs> that, is some, that is some bad news, bears, man. <laughs> yeah. <That is. laughs> like, you gotta separate those two. <laughs> it's almost like that was the joke. Um, wait. So, okay. Wow, Luke. Well, very cool concept. I looked up jam and jam. There's no brand called. Oh no, Jam and Jam Ltd. It exists already. Yeah, it's us. Oh, it's us. <laughs> it's us. I don't even know what country this is from. Bulgarian. Yeah, we uh, have associates. Was... We have associates in Bulgaria, bro. Don't worry. Make jam as well. You jam and other things from Bulgaria. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's externally exported. <laughs> imported. <laughs> <laughs> international already it hasn't even been made and it's international you bulk protein powders wink wink from bulgaria this is the finest stuff hey, you guys are a, you guys able to use any of this yeah no yeah, this yeah. is a this good is episode this i like in. this yeah. this is funny <laughs> this is a good episode oh i like that good idea um if you yeah, if you need like a brand like an ambassador, I'm down. Damn it, damn ambassador. Are you gonna put yeah, it on, your, you... on your pasta pre-shower? Yeah. Or... Dude, make a pasta sauce as well. Don't think so small, right? Like you're thinking just jam, but think like pasta sauce and like um mayonnaise, <laughs> mustard, mustard, <laughs> protein mustard. <laughs> Can you mayonnaise. imagine how much protein mustard you have to take in to get an adequate amount of protein? Holy, dude! Protein ketchup, literally, like you don't. That's get... gross. <laughs> Let's just grind up and... hamburger in the ketchup. And you're saying that no, no, protein no. mustard like isn't gross? <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's excellent. Um, but that gets me on to our next topic because now we've talked about your first brand, very uh, very exciting brand. 
but I heard you do clothing. Am I right? Yeah, so this is a this is a little venture. Me and uh, me and a buddy Ethan Ogrodenchuk, who uh, is actually one of the track uh, on the track national team, and who sh- you should get on this podcast. Um, I think I oh, mentioned I'm that familiar. earlier before the break. Um, you should. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. um, um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. We had a bit of a bit of an interruption. Um, oh. <laughs> Okay, go on into clothing, 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 Colleen. Yeah, so me and Ethan, uh, me and Ethan put this, uh, put a clothing brand together. It, I don't even know how many, how long ago that was. In the winter, I think I, I think I just texted him at like nine o'clock one night, and I was like, "Yo, how hard would it be to start a clothing company?" And he texted back right away, and um, just was like, "Let's do it." And then I called him the next morning or however that worked and it took us about half an hour. We got the name hammered out and, uh, and then, <laughs> then the work started. So um, yeah, it was just a, a very humble concept and, you know, we're doing clothing right now. I think we're moving a little bit more towards the uh, kind of wholesale, wholesale stuff. So doing, uh, doing some clothing for other people and kind of handling the back end of it. I just built up a couple of relationships with, uh, with some manufacturers and uh, right now we've just got buffs and socks just super small we're kind of you know ethan's in school full-time i'm training full-time with a with a part-time coach workload um and so we haven't had a huge amount of time to dedicate to it to it and we haven't really started pushing it yet so it's just in place and it's called fundamental athletica clothing and yeah check it out we've got uh yeah, like I said, buffs and socks, and uh, I think the buffs were kind of. Uh, I had I had an idea for a buff that was you know, with with the pandemic and yeah, riding outside and mask having to wear masks. I had just kind of an an idea to spread a little positivity, especially if you're out on the road. You got your buff up. We've just got a pretty simple smiley face, and you know, honestly, the the idea behind that was just to try to spread some positivity to. Uh, to keep the cycling community at large that's that not really that exciting but uh i don't know go check out the clothing if you want don't oh, buy too I... much though because i'll have to take the time to ship it so <laughs> it's all sitting in my living room <laughs> struggling from success dude yeah i don't have that much time can i order directly from you and can you bring it uh tomorrow uh yeah if you want to I can send uh, we'll you code. be in touch. Okay. Got okay. you. Got You're you. I'd dumb. say I'd, I'd say I'd give your listeners a code, but the code is literally just for uh, like handle delivery. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to shout that out. I don't have that kind of time. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. Are you going to sponsor the podcast? Be our first sponsor? Actually, I think we have our first oh, sponsor ah. lined up, but no. Who you guys Very got? Upsetting. Oh, it's a we secret. don't have that kind of money, man. We don't have we that have, kind of we, money. We, uh, we can't introduce our sponsor until the sponsorship is made official. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but it, you guys it, we'll got Rafa? In, like, something like that. Seven yeah, minutes. Well, who you guys got? Well, we're, we've been talking to um, we've been talking to uh, Castelli and we've been talking to um, Canyon and stuff like that. Whoa. I've actually been in meetings with um, executives from Palace Skateboards. 
they decided to re-enter the cycling scene once again oh, for another <laughs> limited kit drop. Nice. Sick. Nice. Sick. I'm I've in. also yeah. been uh, I've been in touch with Elon. Um, we think we're thinking about getting Tesla on board. Um, dude, you guys can be the first podcast from Mars. Oh, dude, yo, yo that's smart. Hey, that get ahead smart. of the curve, man. Yeah, and I was talking to Jeff Bezos the other day, and we're working stuff out. Anyway, guys are going big um, time on me. Jeez, we are big time. And you're our first guest, Sorry, right? Yep. We hit 51 yeah. Instagram followers. We're big time now. Absolutely, yeah. growth off the charts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I don't think we've even talked about how like we met, like how me and Parker have met you, because obviously you met Mark through um Devo, because Mark is part of Devo, and so are you. But we actually met before that. Met. But we can get into that later. I honestly don't it. even remember. I just like I just oh. remember Brendan's part of my life now. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess yeah. like I just like. That's like people from the track, though. Like, I don't remember how I met, like, anyone from track cycling. I just know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean, Parker. You're yeah, just, but... like, you spend so much time in a building with people, and then they're just, like, it just, like, you all just know each other. It just happens. Pretty much. That's That pretty much sums up track cycling. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. That's a it's a pretty cool side of the sport. So, Luke, what, how did you and I meet? Because I will be completely honest, I vaguely remember it. I I can't I can't can't believe you don't remember. It was the greatest moment. No, I'm just kidding. That's a terrible joke. <laughs> yeah, um, no, yeah. <laughs> definitely not the greatest moment of your life. Um, no, the greatest moment of my life. Well, anyway, um. It was a solid. It was on the solid mediocre list. <laughs> Actually, I can tell you exactly why it wasn't the greatest moment of your life because you came and asked me how you could stay underneath the red line. On the track. <laughs> did I really? Two hundred. Yes, you did. This yeah. is like your first time on the track. Sorry to blow. Try to blow up your spot on that one, but that yeah. <laughs> exposed. <laughs> oh my god. And look I still at you don't now, know. Man. You you still didn't answer me. Oh no! I gave you some advice, and uh, Hoosh gave you some good advice, and you took it and you ran with it, and look at you now. But no, now I, I do remember that. <laughs> Definitely not the greatest moment of your life. God, staying under the red is really hard at Burnaby, though. <laughs> to be fair to myself, yeah, just not commit. Just like just lean into it. Just as soon as you stop caring, you can hold the black. I think it's as soon as you like stop getting stressed. Because I think once, if you're stressed about being on the track, you stiff up and then you go up track and yeah. Yeah. Dude, stiff up is actually the technical term I use when I'm teaching learner eyes. <laughs> just, just roll with it. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Pretty much, yeah. Don't stiff up, guys. <laughs> well, very cool. Um, we, I think we've been going for actually quite a while now, so... I'm done going honestly. Um, this has been great. I I think we should have Brendan on again. Honestly, like he's got a nice voice and like is that a Yeti microphone you're using? Pause. Pause. Sorry. Pause. Say that again. I've got a blue microphone. 
I don't know. It's a it's a white. Oh, uh, I think it's yeah. Mm, very cool. Oh, what yep. camera do you use for your YouTube? I have got a GoPro on the bike. I've got a Canon Vixia something or other camcorder. It's got good stabilization. Use that for some on the bike stuff. And then I've got a Canon uh, 600D DSLR. Mm, tasty. Very tasty. It's very old. <laughs> it's it's not a brilliant camera, but it works. So. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly not about to invest a lot of money into film equipment. YouTube hasn't blown up that much. I'm not making that much money off it. So, you know. Oh, just wait till yeah, it, this budget. podcast goes live. Then it'll be wild. Yeah, I'm expecting it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to show up at this next podcast with a chain, you know, iced up. Yeah, to the New next drip. audio podcast. Yeah, man. You'll be able to hear it clanking against the desk. Yeah. Oh, I want to like, <clears throat> I have so many stories, but they're not cycling related. Like I bought a chain for 10 bucks and it weighs like seven pounds. That's pretty awesome, but. Very awesome. Seems like your style. What does that mean? <laughs> Whoa. Nothing. <laughs> just, just, it just works, man. Means I'm, I'm happy style. for you. Wish oh, I had yeah, a chain. I'm too white to rock a chain, like too skinny and white to, to rock a chain. Rowan Dennis rocks a chain. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Rowan, Rowan Dennis rocks a chain. That's like one of my... You just don't like Rowan have that. Dennis, Rowan Dennis is special. That's a, He's a special man. He's also 1.2 meters tall, according to Zwift. <laughs> is he? <laughs> but that's a story for another day. I love it. That Google man it. just doesn't care. Which is refreshing. Yeah. Do you My guys speaking, is out, speaking of pro cycling, did you guys see what uh, Mark Cavendish posted the other day? Oh, the before, um, how it started and how it ended, or no? Oh, I don't know if I saw that one. There was one of uh, the Quick Step Boss that was pretty good, and then there was a there was a video that Patrick, uh, yeah, the Quick Step Boss posted that, that that was pretty good. Go go look it up if you're listening. Go check out. Those two, they uh, they're lighting up social media. It's pretty funny. Will do. <laughs> Quickly before before we go, I have to. We have to bring up a very sad topic. Oh dear. Um, it's been brought to my attention that on May tenth, Brendan will be leaving leaving Vancouver. Um. I'm nope. very sad. Sorry. I'm very Mark. sad. It wasn't you. It just wasn't, you know. It just it just wasn't working. So I gotta leave. I gotta get on a plane. Would you like to tell our audience where you're going and why? For sure. I'll uh, I'll take the joking hat off for a second. So I will be traveling down to the US of A, uh, of which I am a proud citizen to do some bicycle racing. And so, like I mentioned, the, the team is based in Iowa. We do a fair, fair few of our operations out of Colorado, just because of the altitude and of the, the training locations there. My coach lives in Colorado Springs. And so I'm going to be flying in there to do a couple weeks of altitude training before racing starts. And that will be, uh, 
Intelligentsia, Tulsa Tough, uh, Pure American Dairy Fans, Baker City. Those are kind of our early season races as, as well as some stuff, uh, some local stuff within Colorado Springs. But uh, we've got a team camp. That'll be the first thing. So I'll fly into Colorado, have about a week to uh, acclimate to the altitude. And then we'll have uh, a stage race and then team camp for about a week and a half. So that'll be take us to the end of May and then June, July, August, September, early October. We'll be pretty flat out with racing. And main targets for me are at the end of the season. So kind of Gila, uh, Joe Martin, Gila, stuff like that. And, and yeah, so I'll be heading out until, until then. So I should be back for summer cycle cross season and probably the winter, you know, Vancouver's home. I love it here. It's a fantastic training location and uh, I've got quite a bit of, you know, quite a bit of stuff going on here. So I'll be back and that's that's that <laughs> sorry to break it we'll to you, be Mark. missed you will be missed by all including Probably myself not. You, you guys will miss me for like a week and a half and then you know my replacement will be so good i actually have no idea who my replacement will be for devo i gotta ask tim you know probably will be tim on it i don't know we should have, we should have tim on the podcast he seems like a nice guy should absolutely have tim on the podcast you have everyone yes. everyone yeah. should be on yeah, one at a time. I think we should have Brendan as that... a correspondent. Hey, I'd be down. You guys can check in in like, I don't know, two months and I'll cry and bear my soul to you guys from these states. You know, it's so hard, blah, 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 you know. Probably um, correspondent. No, that's Sounds true, good. Are you yeah. actually like, are you sure there's going to be racing? Is it like confirmed or is it very yep. like in the air? Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's racing happening right now down there, man. Yeah, I guess America's kind of a bit. I thought it would be 50% like percent vaccine, right? Really? Wait, really? Get, like I, like two shots? Yeah, I'm getting off the plane and getting poked right away. So. Really? Yep. Got wow, I didn't head. realize it was that good. Wow. Oh yeah, Canada. We're way behind in Canada, man. Yeah, it's not to be all like political and stuff, but like Canada did amazing with like the first wave of COVID, but like the vaccine is just. Well, kind of the rollout here is slow, and um, you know, Cycling BC seems to be pretty reluctant to kind of get anything going, even if it's a time trial series or, or you know, keeping it COVID safe or whatever. So, I'm out. Peace out. That's it. Yeah, it's really for me. For me these days, it's just um, you know, just getting together with um, the bubble and doing some alley cats. That's the closest thing that is resembled racing. I think I saw a picture of that. Did you just did you just post a picture of that, Parker? I think so. Yeah, we just yeah. did one. I flatted yeah. out. It looked pretty sick. I ripped through a construction zone very fast and very recklessly and um, received a flat in return. Sounds like you got fair compensation. Yeah. Last, last alley cat I <laughs> grabbed, I think it was a delivery truck. It was like this perfect handhold and we were going up a hill and I was like, he was holding like 30. So I was like, just jumped on, caught it and just surfed up the hill. It was the greatest thing ever. That's sick. Yeah. It's a pretty cool culture over there in, in uh, Victoria. What are you guys doing for, for bike racing this year? What's the, obviously who knows what's going to happen in BC, but kind of what's the, what's the plan for each of you guys for bike racing since now you've heard mine. 
Um, um, Luke, you want to go first? I do. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm like really actually getting into RG, um, like uh, virtual racing. I don't know if um, <clears throat> you noticed, but I won a Cat 2 race the other day. So. Hey, congratulations, pro. man. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, virtual racing. It's no, uh, it's no easy feat for sure. Mm-hmm. I do like RGT a lot more than Zwift, though. But um, yeah, the opposite. I, I think like for this year, because I can't like race and make contacts with anyone, um, so I'm probably gonna just do like virtual racing to try and make contacts. Kind of like I don't know, kind of like what you were doing, but more seriously because i have nothing else to prove because i only have westerns westerns are my only results that i have since i started training so gotcha i gotcha yeah no that's fair i mean i've got 13 years of built up results so it makes it a little easier to approach teams that way but yeah that sounds good man the virtual racing world is uh is an interesting place so <laughs> let me know if you have any questions navigating it because i've been in it for a winter so all right, we'll do. Yeah. Right, so I guess well, for me, oh Parker, you want to go? Go for it. Um, Parker's really eager. Well, yeah. So, well, well, sort of. So basically, for me, like I guess, really, my plans are is I just like for me, it's such a balance between like I genuinely, and I think like even right now, like you see some people start to fade away, but I think like I just racing and everything aside. I just love going for like a nice good zone to ride and just settling in and going places and exploring. So I think like this summer I'm going to do, I'm doing cycling BC, doing a few cycling BC rides, which are like quicker group rides. And then I'm thinking doing a bit of virtual racing, but I really think the key is right now is to just not burn out and just like, if this summer is another summer of nothing and whatever, and no racing, I think, it's going to be, there's not going to be really another summer like this. So if I can just build up the base fitness and just do a few crazy adventures that I won't be able to do in the, in the race season again for years, for years and years. So I think I just like, I want to do a ride this solstice June 20th, where I am doing one with a few friends, still finalizing details where it's, um, we're thinking about doing a sunrise to sunset. Nothing's confirmed yet, but you know, something like that or like just a few super long ultra endurance sort of stuff. You know, I'm a track rider. So obviously focused as a track for racing, but you know, it's just anything to keep me entertained really. And just doing that stuff I find is really motivating, really fun. And it feels like you're training for something because it's like, if I don't train and if I don't do my stuff properly, I can't just go and do a 200 K ride when I feel like it. So, and I do like to do those longer rides with the right people. It's really fun. So, I mean, yeah, I just got to find, like, got to keep it, keep it real and just do like, get that training benefit, but also find fun ways to get that training benefit and just keeping things fun and then keeping things really motivated for race season. So I can look at this time in like 10 years and go whenever he's like, oh, yeah, I was just like on the train. I can go and look at this time and be like, you know what? I got a summer of nothing. But I took that summer of nothing, took that time, took that freedom and did a few really cool rides. Like I want I have a few, but I want a ride that I can be like 
talk to somebody about, oh, when I was 17, I did this absolutely insane ride and it was a great time. So yeah, I just like kind of just want a few good stories to be honest. I'm just along for the ride. I don't really care. Well, I do care about like teams and all that. And I have very, very good support right now still, even though I'm not on a big team with um, Capital C Cycling. But yeah, just find what find what makes it worth it. Just that's the goal right now. It may seem a little bit vague and sort of intentionally is. I just got a bit of self-discovery. Totally, man. That's And I like, I just want to echo one thing you said in there, you know, we were kind of, uh, I continue trying to thought that you had in there because it's something that I, I was thinking about during, during this past summer, you know, as athletes, we typically don't get, uh, unless you're, pretty massively injured you don't get a concentrated block of time to work on you know whatever weaknesses you have or just to build your engine and so you know as soon as we went into kind of lockdown for me this this past summer was just the the biggest opportunity and it is really i think the way to look at it as athletes is you know this is the this is the opportunity to to put in some work make sure you don't get burned out have some fun and come out of this like how how am i going to come out of this and that's kind of what you're saying like um looking beyond beyond this lockdown um or lockdown whatever you want to call it beyond the the pandemic and just realizing that you know when was the last time a generation of athletes were given an entire year or an entire two years to just focus on their sport right like just focus on training for their sport because, you know, you can build, you can, you can tear the engine down and do some rebuilding over the winter between race seasons, but it's pretty limited, especially when you're racing, you know, full seasons. And so, you know, for me, it was, it was a massive opportunity and kind of echoing what you're saying. It's a massive opportunity for us to, to kind of tear the engine down, do some rebuilding on it and come out of this stronger. So it's like, what do you want to create? That was kind of my mindset. Uh, going in it sounds like yours too is like what do you want to create in this time because it, it is a gift right this is a this is a gift of time we've been given as athletes so the last you know it, guys have got this in the past uh, a, a concentrated block of training like rest and training and it's usually because they've, they've pretty badly injured themselves right and then you have to take whatever it is six months off of racing we got that uh, but ever, you know, hopefully you were able to, to remain healthy or hopefully people were able to main, maintain health through that. And so that's, it's just a massive opportunity. So I'll stop rambling, but you got me thinking there. That's good. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Same. So uh, thinking about it, not just as a, you know, this sucks, no race, but thinking beyond the race into with the time and having, cause bikes are really, like, it's not like, well, track cycling is going around in circles or just other bikes too like even like track bikes on the road i've gotten really into track bikes on the road to just keep the you know the track bike skills nice and fresh and that's it's crazy fun it's a bit scary but it doesn't feel so scary anymore it feels feels right but it's it's good i've i've been enjoying myself like it's easy to complain but i've also been taking online school having way more time to train getting to do over 20 hours a week, just having a good time. So yeah, totally. Just it's an opportunity, even though the situation may not be as good as it was, can still 
do stuff with it. Yeah, not to make light of the situation for sure, but you know, it is all about perspective. Sorry for the second brief interruption. I believe this is the first time we've had to have three separate Zoom meetings. We really need a sponsor to to pay for our uh, premium Zoom. Um, How much is premium Zoom? Like I don't 20, know. It's like twelve dollars a month. Are you guys kidding me? We're, we don't have that kind of money. We really don't. Jeez. <laughs> Balling on a it, budget. What can I say? Dude, sell sell a bike part a month, guys. <laughs> I have if to you want to supply it. A month. You want to supply the money, Brendan? <laughs> Please go 12 ahead. 12 bucks a month? Yeah. Yeah, you Something can be like the that. main sponsor. We'll shout out all of your brands if you give us twelve dollars. Dude, that's actually not even a bad deal. Let me let me think about it. It's a, it's an investment in your business. Yeah, Get back man. to us. Yeah. Let me we'll, think about it. We'll this, wait is that, this is kind of tempting. It's kind of okay. tempting. I'll get back to you. Okay. All right. We'll look forward to it. Anyway, um, Mark, you had something to say? Some last comments? Uh, well, we were just talking about what Brennan asked, what we, uh, what our plans for the year are. Oh. Um, mine are far less inspirational than Parker's. Um, really, I'm really hoping we got some race because I got some plans for racing, traveling to races that I'm really um, looking forward to. In the summer, uh, Devo's planning a trip to Europe for a few race uh, for one stage race and we'll see what else maybe some other local races around there not really sure at, at this moment in time not also not really sure if we're going to be able to go so i'm kind of bummed uh, but hopefully we can also just the standard junior canadian races i'm hoping to go to abitibi nationals yeah, nationals, better abitibi nationals has a good chance of, of going ahead though yeah because it's later yeah. in the year yeah yeah, it does. So, it'll be something. But I want to go to Europe, man. Come on. Okay. Um, that's all. Really, just just uh, other than that, normal riding. Last year, I uh, I think I seized the the opportunity well. I Everest did. I never bring it up. Never bring it up. But yeah. I wait. Did. What did you do? Everest? What is that? Yep. Yep. Never. I've never that. heard any talk about this whatsoever. No, me neither. So I did that. Brendan, Brendan, have you heard of Everesting? Uh, he's mentioned it. And then I think I saw him the day. When did I see you, Mark? It was like the day after. It was like a few days after, I believe. I remember you just looked like a shell of a human being. I, I was <laughs> gross. Like, like I remember I'm being like, I was like, Mark, what's up? And you just, you were like, uh. I couldn't really talk uh, for a couple of days. Every, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like all the pizza afterwards, I think. Um, it was a lot. It was it a was... lot. It's a lot anyway. of everything that day, and uh, yeah, you, you just you mentioned it, and uh, <laughs> have I? Yeah, have I? I? I don't recall. You've mentioned it a few times. Yeah. It's, okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's an accomplishment. I think you're. Are you the only person on this call that's ever stood? I believe so. I believe so. Savage. Not the only one who's attempted it though, but that's a story for another day. I mean, we can talk about it right now, but that's a painful day. That's a painful memory. Well, 
Luke, you're the boss. What should we do? Should we uh, wrap up or you want to keep talking? I'm really hungry. (laughs) Go grab some food, dude. I mean, I can leave you guys to it, honestly. Like, I just need to get food. I can just leave you two to it, to be honest. I'll just mute myself. There's three of us. Put yourself on mute and go get some food. (laughs) Savage. All right. Okay, uh, I'll okay. be back in a bit and uh, enjoy talking about everything. I'll, I'll <laughs> listen to the podcast later and I'll hear it. But yeah, I'm going to grab some food. All right, be back in a sec. Okay. See ya, Big Daddy. Anyway. Um, is that getting edited out? Huh? Was what is that getting... getting... Big Daddy? Big, is that... That's just his name? That's everyone's name. Podcasting name. <laughs> that's that's just the... That's just my general name for... The Mark Sato... Hey, Big Daddy. Yep, Big Daddy. I like it. I fully approve. So you're talking about your... Uh, we, do you want to talk about the Everest thing? I feel like maybe we shouldn't. Oh, I do. We can talk about it if you want. So I went for the Canadian Canadian Eversting record, which at the time was uh, eight hours and 32 minutes or something, uh, set by Jordan Chaney in Kelowna. Um and I went for it on a steep little climb in Coquitlam and got six hours in and had my left quad completely seized up on me. And that pretty much kiboshed that, but uh, I got halfway. I got the, um, yeah, got a pretty good half Everest, which literally nobody and their mother cares about. So i care brendan it's okay i care about it uh, no you don't it's okay I, you don't I have don't. to pay I you don't. Don't have, yeah no you really don't so i have attempted i think i'll probably do it at some point uh in the future when when i can actually have a proper stab at the canadian record because i was well within time when my quad went so we'll see you're going see so that. fast we rode over there for for a little bit um yep. That was excellent, by the way. Thank you for joining. The absolute abject misery and suffering of that day was. It was. You were going so fast, though. Like, I literally couldn't believe it. Like, I couldn't even, like, insane. <laughs> insane. Yeah, I was going, I was I was on a bit of a mission. Literal insanity. Parker, I don't think you understand. This man was climbing, like, I don't even think I was able to, I wasn't really trying that hard, but I don't think I was able to even do one long with him i was going i was going pretty hard which probably like a 1K explains. climb too i could like literally yeah it was it was 700 meters at uh 14 and a half percent and it kicked up to like 16 percent at the near the top so it was pretty oh, damn pretty much perfect i got my gearing wrong and uh my nutrition wrong a little bit i needed more sodium which is more electrolytes in general um but then also my gearing, like I think I averaged sixty RPM for six and a half hours. It was Yikes. it was bad news bears. Yeah, it was not good. So, um, but no, I was I was going pretty quick. Mark, you've also never really seen me go full gas too, right? Like yeah, not with full the Devo stuff. Yeah, like the the Devo stuff for um, you know, we're going hard, but their efforts and their their training efforts. But when it's when it's time to go. Like I do most of my efforts by myself and when it's time to go, it's time to go. So uh, pretty cool. You guys were able to join and uh, see me absolutely tear myself to pieces, which is excellent. A plus day would do it again.
would you? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. for sure. In a heartbeat. I'd have to train for, for sure. it, like properly train for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not just going to go do that. Yeah. I didn't That's really actually issue. train for that either. <laughs> yeah. The issue with that kind of thing is like training for it is like such a waste of training time. I feel like when there's racing going on. It totally is. It's, it's a pointless, it's a pointless effort, right? It's just, so, a, it's a cool thing to do. Yeah. I'm glad I did it. Well, I didn't go full gas, basically full gas. You but guys did it really doing well. It like you. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, I went out with a goal in mind for it. Mm-hmm. which is kind of how I, how I have to operate as a human being um, very much on a mission. But I, if I, I would be pretty down to do it like you guys did it. That'd be pretty sick. No, it was definitely fun to the last lap. Then everyone else was still having fun. And I was not at that point. At, at a certain point, you do just stop having fun. Like, My last lap was like an hour 20 up C1, which yeah. you can imagine. Just you can envision crawling. how slow that is. Crawling. Did <laughs> you literally... stop at any points? No, I didn't stop. Oh, legend. I just went straight up. Yeah. Legend. I got I got to the top. I like closed my eyes for like a like five seconds and I was like, okay, we're good now. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I have to get down this mountain without dying. That's... And the sun was setting. I was like, okay, we need to focus now. Here we I, go. I have zero energy in my brain at the moment. It's like, okay, time to focus. Yeah, go I time. Made it. That w- that was the focus point of the day, right there. That that was the moment. I was like, okay, this is gonna be twelve and a half k of descending. Just gotta not die. Yeah, in the dark, <laughs> yeah, completely <laughs> empty. You know what though? Like to take it on a kind of a deeper level, like you do have to do those rides. You do have to do those those limit testers, not only for you know, your training, like figure out where that limit is and really test the nutrition. Cause what did you guys do? 12, 12 hours? Uh, just like I was barely 13. I was like 13 something, but then, yeah. 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 So when you're doing, when you're doing something like that, like it's a test of everything and you, you put yourself in this place that you, you do end up learning a lot, not only about sort of on the bike stuff, like nutrition and um just basic basic stuff like that but you you learn kind of where the mental limit is and i think you do you have to do that stuff as a definitely as an athlete and then i also think it's just important for human beings in general to do um you know how many people in our society really find the limit of of what they're capable of and and that as a challenge as a test is for an athlete you know you just scale up, right? So you're, yeah, you're really fit. You're race fit, everything for sort of the, the more kind of average, you know, the average citizen, I guess you'd want to call it, um, the, you know, whatever that challenge is, but I think it is really important to find those limits. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's important. Yeah. You ramble on about it for sure. But yeah. You find out a lot about yourself when you're in that place in that bag. Yeah. Um, just to change topics a little bit. Yep. Brennan, we've talked a little bit about recovery. Ooh. I wanted to dive a little into that. For sure. Um, because I've been known to uh, not be the best at recovering. I feel like I recover right. fine, but... Um, you and every Brennan, cyclist. 
Well, I feel like I'm not that bad at recovering, but Brendan has told me that uh, what I'm doing on recovery ride is uh, not ideal. So I'd like to hear it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. What, well, what should are you doing I be on doing? recovery rides? Oh, well, you know, typically um, it's like, right, an hour, right? But if I'm what? riding an hour, if I'm riding an hour each, sometimes like an hour I'm like, like zone one. Like, okay, okay, fair enough. Hour zone one. Yeah. Well, that's like what I'm supposed to be doing. Typically, I get to the 20, 30 minute mark. And I'm like, you know what? There is an imaginary person next to me who's trying to beat me to that stop sign over there. So I go on a little bit of a sprint how, about a, a few times. How, how little and how few? In an hour, let's say three. Okay. And, and how little, I'd say that's when I set my power PBs. Big <laughs> 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 <Hey>, man. <laughs> Legend. Hey. Uh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. This is not a substitute for training advice, but if you want to improve your explosive power, you might want to look into this. Not doing this? No, doing, doing this. this. This seems like a it seems doing like a good plan. <laughs> it's not a good plan, but I but I get bored, man. I get bored. What does the coach have to say about it? Not me, just to be clear on that. He, I, I don't know if, uh, if Tim's listening, but he hasn't he hasn't mentioned it. Yeah, I think he mentioned it. Okay, so I'll give you my thoughts on recovery and kind of what I've been what I've been thinking about, re- especially recently. And to do that, uh, we'll do we'll kind of back up real quick and uh I won't, i'll try not to ramble on for too long because i am known to do that basically um i what did i do to my knee i blew my left knee out uh not badly but essentially i just had some some pretty bad it band inflammation in january and i had to take about two weeks off the bike and that was after like five months of pushing pretty hard on it taking rest weeks but not uh, not really taking rest weeks, you know, a rest week would have been, still been like 10 hours on the bike and, you know, whatever that is, three, 400 TSS. And so you're just kind of more of a deload week. And my left knee went and I had to take two weeks pretty well off. I think I, I probably did like seven hours of riding in those two weeks and very little TSS. And I came out of that and immediately went and head and, and PB pretty much every one of my power numbers that I wanted to, um, most importantly, my hour power. And I, you know, I've been riding bikes and racing bikes for 13 years and I can still learn something, um, every, every day. And I'm, I'm always sort of learning about myself. And, um, that was kind of an eye opener for me about how much recovery we actually need. And so I've been quite, uh, focused on that, on recovery and sort of full recovery and, been experimenting a little bit with not, um, not doing as much and it's, it's been really good. Um, trying to, trying to think how I can explain this the best way. 
Um, basically, so the last rest week I took, I did, um, I think I took eight days off, uh, or eight rest, eight rest days and probably rode five hours total within those, uh, those eight days. And that was mainly at the kind of back end of the, of the rest week and getting my legs moving again for the next block. And it really, what it allows you to do is focus on the quality of work when you are actually working and, and, um, same thing in a, in a block of training, if you are able to really nail the recovery, it means that you can focus the quality in even to a sharper focus on the rides that you are, uh, that you do have efforts to do. And it's not, it's not kind of diluting the, the quality of those efforts in any way. I think I just, I think I just said the same thing four different times. Um, but yeah, I, I would just encourage everybody to rest more and I think it will yield, uh, it will yield much better results. However, if you are racing against me, I would say you need to be doing like 40 hour weeks, uh, you know, 20 minute max efforts on every ride, just, you know, all, all in, um, <laughs> just cause then you're going to burn yourself out and then I don't have to worry about you, you know? <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, last not year. because not because that'll yeah. make you good because that's going to make yeah. you horrifically slow. Last year at at the Tour de France, you recall Bernal exploded about a week and a half in. Did I? And and a lot of people think he overtrained because if you look at his Strava, he was doing yeah, man, hell Hella endurance rides compared to everyone else. He's 21. Some, yeah, <laughs> like, well. Yeah, look at look at all the guys that were rolling like 40, like, yeah, 30 to 50 hour weeks. You didn't see any of them in racing, mm-hmm. right? It's not, it really is not about the, the, you do need the quantity. I'm not, I'm not here saying, you know, just do intensity, but the, the quality needs to be there and the quality and the quantity both need to be very measured by a coach and very precise and the timing of the quality and the quantity uh, needs to be, needs to be very precise. Also looking at age of athlete. um, And this is kind of where you get more into the coaching bag of things. um, Age of athlete, stage of athlete development, what the athletes focus is on, Um, you know, for somebody like me, like I'm 23, I can take on those 30 hour weeks, uh, consistently, but only because I've got this base of 13 years of, of training versus, uh, for people like you guys, you know, a little bit younger, it, it, the hours do not need to be the same, right. Just for your stage of development and, and the amount of, the amount of, uh, load that you guys can take on is just slightly less just because you don't have the, the base built yet that comes later. That comes down the road. Um, but yeah, that's all I'll say on that is, is don't be afraid to rest. Don't be afraid to not do, uh, to not PB your sprint power every, uh, every easy spin. I've just okay. been, I've been taking okay. days off. I actually haven't been riding on my days off, which is new for me. Normally I do an hour to two um, on my, on my days off. And I've just been chilling off the bike and it's been great. I always end up commuting on my rest days. 
like just because of the way Victoria is designed, just driving downtown is a complete disaster. So I find myself always, always doing easy spins or something. Yeah. And find what works too. You know, like I'm, I'm telling you guys what works for me and um, that only goes so far. And so a lot of people do make the mistake of copying the pros and uh, every pro is doing something different they've got a process worked out over years and years that works for them. Um, it's yeah. Find the process that works for you. And uh, that's all I'll say on that. Don't be afraid to recover. I believe Luke is back. Hey, Luke, are you there? With some food. I know, We've been I, rolling, I, man. We've been covering ground. That's good. Mm-hmm. very good You're 10 yeah, times I, more productive with you gone oh okay well i didn't say see that. ya <laughs> joe i'm gonna listen to this i'm gonna hear what you said about me we didn't really talk about you to be honest how can you not talk about me i'm just kidding i'm kidding never mind oh uh, okay are you guys finished sorry not to be rude or yeah, anything no but... i think we're good I think I think we should have Brendan on again. He's got a lot of. I think maybe next time we can be more focused on something like how to train yeah. better or something. Yeah, I but agree. today we were just that. kind of covering all bases. Yeah. Okay. okay. So Brendan, up? where can where can our wonderful audience find you? Uh, typically in Vancouver, BC, but that's going to change pretty quick. Um, online. Check out my YouTube channel if you're interested in that kind of thing, or don't. I, uh, it doesn't make a massive difference to me. I'm on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook anymore. Uh, kind of it. Brendan Cowley on Instagram. Brendan Cowley on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I've got the, I've got a website. I think BrendanCowley.ca. I, I don't even know. Um, check that out for more racing updates and that's kind of it okay pretty Very under cool. a rock okay uh thanks for listening everybody reminder again go follow the podcast account at zone 2 podcast we have just hit 51 followers on the road to 52 um i guess that's all from us thank you yeah, thanks for having me thank, thank you, you everyone this has thank been an absolute on, pleasure Okay. Thank you for coming. Perfect. On. See, yeah, I see thank you. Luke, I just what Luke. are you eating, Luke? I want to know before we end this. I'm eating pasta. Hey, hey. legend. Jam and jam. Hey. Jam and jam. Jam and jam pasta. Nice. Sauce. I'm waiting for it. Legend. All right. Nice. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Brendan, for coming on. And we will see you next week for the next episode of the podcast. I don't think we'll have we don't have anything lined up yet, but we'll have to wait and see. But yes, thank you again to Brendan uh, Colley for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye.